Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast as we continue to preview all 20 teams for the 2018-19 English Premier League season. Ori Benatar here along with Esteban Bailey. And today's preview is Watford, the Hornets, who finished in 14th last season. They had two managers. Marco Silva was fired on January 21st. Javi Gracia came in. He will be the manager for Watford in the beginning of this upcoming season. Despite losing 19 games, they won 11 and finish in that 14th position, threatening relegation a couple times during the season. They had a great start. Then we're losing a lot in the middle of the season. And I think the win that really kicked off their season or really kept them alive, the 4-1 over Chelsea at home at the Vicarage Road on February 5th, uh, just one day after the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on Watford, Esteban? It seems as though they're sort of a hit and miss for this upcoming season. Yeah, it seems to me that they're the perennial mid-table team of the EPL since they've returned uh, a couple years ago. You know, it's weird because they have some talented players. They've had some interesting coaches come through, but it never seems, you know, it never seems that Wofford can do anything more than finish around that 14th to maybe 10th at best kind of position. That tends to be their ceiling. It tends to be what defines Watford as a Premier League club, which is totally acceptable. I mean, you know, it's hard enough to stay in the Premier League. We've seen with some big clubs like Stoke and West Brom being relegated last year. But, you know, it's weird. This Watford team, you know, the last couple seasons, they follow the same kind of uh, trajectory. They have great starts. People start thinking, man, Watford's really good. They're a dangerous team. They get some upsets against some top six opponents. But then around Christmas and towards the end of the second half of the season, they fire their coach because of after a bad you know run of form, and they eventually finish mid table. Not really, you know, just they're safe. They get their forty points, but you know they're they're never really in danger of you know getting into that Europa League qualification. So I'm not really sure. Watford is a is a weird team in EPL. But there's going to be a lot of question marks with this team until we see their full squad after the transfer window, because as of right now, this happened today at the time of recording this podcast, Richarlison has officially gone to Everton for 40 million pounds. That is a big money move. He was really the workhorse for this team. He played 40 games. He was the only person that appeared in every single one of the 38 Premier League games. He is off of the squad. He moves on to play for Everton and his former manager, Marco Silva, who was managing Watford at the beginning of last season. Richarlison did only score five goals. The top scorer for the Hornets last season was Abdullahi Dukure. He had a great breakout season, scored seven goals and 38 uh, appearances in all competitions. But the question is now, what do they use that 40 million pounds for? Where do they need to strengthen their team? Well, they've already purchased uh, Gerard Delefeu from Barcelona, who came in loan in January for about 13 million euros. He's an interesting player. He played for Everton, uh, which is an interesting connection between the two clubs. But uh, Gerard Delefeu is probably going to have to take on that Richarlison wing role where he's creating from the from the you know touch line he's getting in those round five to six goals he's getting like seven assists he was a highly touted player at Barcelona's academy for many years he never really was able to break in even after they sold Neymar but uh, Delefeu if he remains healthy he could be their real star danger man but when it comes to the transfer market they have this giant fund I don't think they're going to make any big splashes that's not really the Watford model they tend to follow a more scout uh, and feeder system model that you find in other European clubs like in Germany or in the France or Southampton in, in the EPL. But uh, Watford is, you know, I, I don't know who they will probably target. I, I assume they're going to pocket that money because, as we know, with that ownership group, they own a several teams all across Europe. They might just spread that money around throughout their entire uh, club system in all the other European leagues. 
Yeah, it's a very realistic possibility. Watford is never a team to make uh, the big moves. I mean, I'm looking at the new signings for this club for next season. De La Feu is probably the biggest one, and they also got Ben Foster as another goalkeeper. But Aurelio Gomez will probably get a majority of the starts. Uh, Orstes Carnezes will also be getting some game time also too. But I'm looking at the Watford roster, and there's one guy on this team that is going to be so important to them, and that is going to be... Um, Andre Carillo, but he is actually on loan to Al Halal, so he might not become. He might come back to Watford in January. That is possible, and I don't. I'm not sure why he would go out on loan. He seems like he could be an important player. So even without Andre Carillo, you still have Andre Gray. You still have Troy Deeney, uh, Decoure, uh, Nathaniel Chal- Chalaba needs some more game time. You have Roberto Pereira, Etienne Capoue. There's, there's some decent attacking talent on this team, but they need guys to score goals. I mean, to have not a single guy on your roster score double digits, your top scorer being a midfielder, there's a bit of an issue there. And you lose Richarlison, who just had so much work for that team. He played a lot. He got some important clutch goals for Watford to keep them alive last season. Yeah, you know, I, I really rate uh, Decore. Really, you know, I think he's a really talented midfielder, and I wouldn't be shocked if he's purchased by the end of this uh, transfer window. It seems that Watford is really looking to kind of cash in on some of their higher-priced uh, transfer targets that they have on their own team. Tottenham, I know, is rumored to maybe have a 25 million pound uh, snatch of Decore, which I would say is probably a steal for Tottenham. He, he seems to be one of those players that could thrive in almost any uh, any team in the EPL. But, you know, as you mentioned, Troy Deeney, he's been at the club for a very long time. Obviously, he scored those goals against Arsenal, uh, where he mentioned that Arsenal doesn't have the cojones to play against tougher teams, which is a little bit of a controversy. But, uh, you know, not as an Arsenal fan, pretty fair. But uh, <laughs> it's it, it's an interesting thing because, like, I really like Nathan Chalaba. I really like some of their younger players that they have on the squad. I, I think Andre Gray is a very interesting player. I love his pace. You know, you're, you're right when you say that Wofford has a lot of attacking talent. Um, I think there are some questions, though, in the defense, and I'm, I'd be curious to see if they maybe try to invest some of that money into the defense. Uh, I, I think I saw some reports the other day that they're interested in uh, Yoshida from Southampton, which I, I don't think is going to happen, but I saw something about that the other day. But it seems to me that they need a more physical presence at the back who can... Uh, help you know make sure that when they're in that second half slump they they have like a more authoritative defensive captain who can lead them to a, a maybe a higher point total or at least a you know safety that's the problem with Watford this is one of those clubs that they don't really care about doing anything in the Premier League except staying in the Premier League they sometimes play exciting football but they just do enough to get their points like to 45 points and then they just shut down for the rest of the season which is a little annoying I don't know if they're going to be able to do that again this season. Just kind of, you know, ride the wave, try not to over go over it completely and don't try to just completely falter. They might falter because of the amount of big money moves that these lower clubs are making. Specifically, Wolverhampton Wonders and Fulham are currently making some big business right now trying to build up their squads so they can stay up in the Premier League. And guess what? The three teams that were promoted last season all stayed up, something that hadn't happened maybe ever in the history of the modern Premier League where all three newly promoted teams all stayed up. It's going to get really, really competitive. And right now... You look at Watford, yes, they have their attacking talent and they have some really good midfielders like Decoure and maybe even cleverly and hopefully Chalaba gets to play more, even Will Hughes. But with the amount of talent that's underneath them from the newly promoted teams and the teams that are into their second seasons, 
if you don't have key goal scorers and if you have the same types of season that Troy Deeney had or Dale LeFayu has, then you might not stay up. Watford could be in a position where they might be relegated. Yeah, and I'd also want to mention that Javi Garcia hasn't really proved himself as a capable manager. I know he came in in January, but when he came in in January, they weren't exactly spectacular. Of course, they had that, you know, incredible victory over Chelsea, but they only took five points out of a possible 27 in the final two months of the season. That's a horrible stat. Now, that didn't affect Watford last season when, you know, they also had a very poor ending to their, you know, season in the Premier League, and then they, you know, went off on this giant tear between August and December. I'm not sure if they're going to have the same kind of momentum. You know, you have the World Cup, you have players that are not there anymore. You have these younger players that they're going to have to rely on. Delafeu is kind of a question mark as a star. He gets injured a lot. He's also deeply inconsistent. He likes to be very selfish is a strong word, but he he really likes to be in control of the, of the offense and giving the keys to Delafeu might not work. It worked great against Chelsea, but he did get immediately injured after that. So, I'm not I'm not really sure. I think you're right about worrying about seeing Wofford as a potential relegation struggler because unless they go off in one of these tears, either in the beginning or the second half of the season, I think Wofford is really going to struggle. I think every team in the Premier League that stayed up last year has improved substantially. Even the teams that are coming up have improved substantially. I think Wofford is one of those rare teams that they seem to have taken a step back. Would you agree? Uh, right now, yes. It all depends on how much money of that Richarlison deal they use for new players. But as of right now, I would say they have taken a step back, definitely, as they're going to be opening up the season on the first Saturday at home against Brighton and Hove Albion, a pretty big matchup in the future could be a bit of a six-pointer. Their second game is going to be against Burnley, and then game number three will be a Sunday morning one against Crystal Palace, Sunday morning in the States. So realistically, Esteban, what's the range of places you see Watford finishing? I think it's, I don't, I, I really can't imagine Watford getting relegated. I just think they're too cynical of a squad to truly get relegated. But I don't think they can break into the top 10. I think, you know, from a 16th to an 11, I think 11 being their ceiling uh, is realistic. I think, honestly, is I think 15th. I think they're going to take a step back this season, but it's not going to be so dramatic that they're going to fall out of the Premier League entirely. I think Richarlison was, is a very interesting player. He's a cool prospect, and he was very, you know, he's a danger dangerous player while he was at Wofford but as you mentioned he didn't actually contribute that much into the attack I mean he had five goals and he had a couple assists but he was more about chances created and the team you know I think Delafeu can at least create the similar amounts of chances or other players on the team can step up like Chalaba he, he I, even though Chalaba isn't a wing player I think he's a really talented midfielder and I think a lot of other players on that squad are going to be able to you know pick up the slack so I think 15th to around 11th is probably their their where they're going to end up. I'll be a little more pessimistic. I'll say that their their range will be around, let's say, 12th to 17th. I think they'll just be above relegation. If I had to say right now, I think Watford will be just above the drop zone because I think they'll make a move or two 
after the sale of Richarlison. It doesn't make sense to sit on 40 million pounds. If they do, then that just shows there isn't much ambition you know, behind them, whereas there's so many other clubs who were in the championship last season or teams that had worse seasons that are showing ambition and trying to buy new players. So I say Watford is going to be lower mid, lower mid table is probably where I would see the Hornets finish. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I'm not sure. I and frankly, if Watford is to get relegated, I don't think it would be. I don't think a lot of people would shed a lot of tears. Yeah, I don't know. There's not uh, Watford is not one of the more popular teams in the league, uh, but I like a lot of their players, specifically Decore. I liked Andre Carrillo when he played for Watford, but he's not there anymore, unfortunately. Troy Deeney's a cool story, um, as that is our Watford preview. For Esteban Bailey, I'm Ori Benatar. Make sure to listen to all our other previews for this English Premier League season as we get ready here on the Top Flight Podcast.